0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. Alright, so before we get started I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques, That will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about something—a career where over sixty percent of you listening will end up, whether you you decide to go into this industry or not, you will end up in this. And if you haven't guessed it already, we will be talking about a career in sales, and that is the number one career, regardless of your major, that people end up with. And so we need to make sure we talk about it because it's not only a awesome career, it's also very lucrative, but it's also very rewarding. So to do this, I'm bringing my friend David Weiss. He is the author of your Definitive Sales Career Guide. He is a sales coach, aka the Matt Scientist for the Sales Rebellion. He is a super successful sales leader, currently enterprise sales director for Outreach, and just an overall amazing guy. So David, welcome to the show, my friend. Daniel, you are the man. Thank you for having
1: me on. I, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience about something so near and dear to me, which is, you know, having a great career in sales. So um, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.
0: So let's let's start, man. Let, let, you know, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? But before you do, I want you to start about thinking like this. When did you realize that you wanted to go into sales?
1: I, if you ask my parents, I've been in sales Forever. Um like like, like born and like young kid into sales. Um I remember at one point um when I was in uh it was either high school or, or very early college, I needed a, a new car and it was the middle of winter and I somehow convinced my parents to um you know go halves on a new car with me because um the one I was driving wasn't as safe. I mean it was just silly things like that. Um when I was in high school Um, my first job in sales, um, was actually building computers for a, uh, very small outfit in my town. And I actually started as the tech guy. Um, I, I didn't really know I wanted to be in sales. I just know I like talking and kind of influencing people to do things. So, but I also really liked computers. So I was, uh, building computers, um, in the back of this guy's shop. And, uh, one day a customer came in and wanted something built. So I went out front and just started talking to them about the thing I was going to build for them and started making recommendations like, Hey, it sounds like you're trying to do this. Have you thought about, you know, this case or, or this processor, this much memory, you know, what have you. And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I'd recommend this and this is better than this. And we can get this in stock and yada, yada. And he's like, okay, I'll do all that. And the, the owner came back afterwards, like you just sold a computer. How'd you do that? And I I swear, like my life in sales, like was born from like that very moment.
0: And so and i know you told that story in your book which i'm gonna put a link to the amazon so you could buy this book because here's the thing whether you ever thought about a career as a sales or not you will always be in sales it's either selling yourself your ideas or a product or service and so this is a book that i would recommend any student regardless of your major regardless of where you go to school regardless of what you think you want to do with your life because it's just going to help you sell yourself better um as yeah, a whole, we're all
1: in sales. Whether we are we're all or we're in, in sales. Yep.
0: What why do you say that, David? Because I agree with you on that, but like, what do you think? What do you say that we're all in sales?
1: So I think that to me, the the core of sales is driving positive change for ourselves, for the people we interact with, for our families. It's all about driving positive change. So good salespeople ask lots of questions. They're genuinely curious. And when they see opportunities for someone to improve on something they make those recommendations. Um, and it's kind of interesting. My, my wife's a psychologist. And for the longest time, she would fight me that sales and psychology and being a therapist are very different. And I was like, well, walk me through your process. And she's like, well, people come to my office and I ask them what they're working on and I, and where they want to be and how they want to improve. And I'm like, okay. And then what do you do? She's like, well, ask more questions. I'm like, okay. And then do you, you know, paint kind of a current and future state picture for them that if they made these improvements, you know, this would be their future. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you're in sales.
0: Yeah. That's it. Why do you think people just have such a negative, like thoughts about sales? Like, why do people like, oh, I don't want to be a salesperson.
1: Like, I don't want to do that. Dude, it's so bad. I mean, look, there, we are all the victim of, terrible sales experiences. Um, whether it's walking into a retail store and like having someone follow you around asking if they can help you 17 times or going to buy a car and having people like legit lie to you or bait and switch you, or, you know, play games with you at the front versus the closing desk. I mean, there's, there's so many instances in our lives and and it happens with what I'd call, you know, unprofessional sales. Not that people are being unprofessional, but you know, that are, you know, more of your entry level or, or lower end sales type gigs where, um, you know, people have not been formally trained, have not decided this is a career. It's just something they're doing. And they may not have been taught, you know, the the proper way to do things or not do things. Um, So we're all a victim of just bad sales experiences. And it goes back, you know, to to the you know days of snake oil people uh, and um, I think that's one of the big myths is that you know good salespeople are really great people that go into this to to help others make positive changes and um, but we've all had the bad experiences out there.
0: When I think about sales, like when I think about my like experience of what I think what people think a salespeople is, I don't know if you saw this movie. Most of my audience was probably never heard of it. Matilda. Did you ever watch the movie Matilda, where the guy puts? Um, he puts um oh, flour into the engines of the used cars, so that it, 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 it wouldn't make yes. the, the bad sound yes yes it wouldn't make the bad sound, um, and then he would sell the cars like if the cars were working, but then they would go and break down after a couple of weeks, yeah. which is now like the lemon law, or whatever anyways long I, I'm, I'm digressing here, but yeah, I, that's what I just think a bad about rap it does yeah, just a bad rap, like and so I even thought like growing up um. I always thought like salespeople was just a bad profession like you only went there if you if you if you weren't like if you weren't smart enough to go to college and you wanted to make a living you can if you were an extrovert and had an outgoing personality you would go into sales and you can you know make a decent decent living then there was this prestigious uh program at my university called the professional selling program and I went to one of their info media, meetings and they just talked about sales as being like the complete opposite. The professional sales, and you said it, unprofessional versus prof, professional sales really was probably the best route that you can take out of college for most people. Yep. And, and one of the things that really intrigued me was I, I've always had aspirations to be a Fortune 500 CEO. I don't know that I want to reach that goal anymore, but I always... Growing up, I I used to listen to audiobooks, um, and they said most CEOs came from a sales background.
1: Yeah, absolutely true. I mean, you need the the most important thing, the lifeblood of every business is keep your uh, is get new clients and keep your clients, um, and that that's what sales is all about the hunting and farming uh, of your of your book of business to make sure that the the people you. You know uh, that choose to work with you keep working with you for the long term without it nothing else behind the scenes matters
0: so right now you have 30 seconds to yeah. sell us on why every student should pursue a career in sales or at least look into a career in sales so if you're if you're thinking long-term earning potential uh
1: lowest Barrier of entry, highest long-term earning potential. I would argue the most amount of freedom you could ever look for. Most most people, when you get into senior sales roles, you're working from home, you're traveling when you want to travel. Um, you get to solve awesome problems. Like that's if, if I was to pick one thing for me, personally, I, I'm a problem solver. I like to build things, I like to go into a conversation learn as much as I can, make recommendations, see people make change and then see that change be really positive um, and and help them, you know, achieve whatever they want to achieve or change their lives. Um, so for me personally and professionally, sales is incredibly rewarding because every day I get paid to talk to people and help them make the changes they want to see in their lives. That, it's like a consultant only working for a company. That to me is really cool.
0: That's awesome. Well, now let's talk about what are like the biggest pros and the biggest cons in sales? You talked about this in your book, right? Um, so maybe like what do you think are the top biggest pros? And I know you mentioned some of them, but also uh, let's talk about the cons because there's cons to everything.
1: Yeah, man, pros, um freedom without question, um, money, but not just about the money. I mean, good sales companies will send you on vacations. You know, they'll give you cars, they'll pay for your, your, your home office and internet. And, you know, like they, they they take really, really good care of you. So, so freedom, money, and of course, you know, the ability to have a super positive impact on the world. Um, that to me would be my top three, man. There's a lot to hate. Um, people despise salespeople. So you just kind of need to know that you're, you're going to be frankly, almost like universally disliked by your customers because they don't trust you because they feel like you are trying to sell to them. And good salespeople know how to get past that by asking questions and, you know, being approachable and walking away when there isn't a fit. Like it's yeah. not just slamming things down people uh, to get them to do something. Um, some other things like y- you are on an island a lot of a lot. It's not we all try and be on teams and, and be collaborative in sales. But there is a lot of competition. Um, it is very much a you know, competitive sport. So you're going to be competing against other salespeople. You're going to be competing against other competitors. Um, you know, what you're, you as a person will always have a spotlight on you good or bad when it's good. You're at the top of the rankings. People are coming to you asking you what to do and the expectations are super high when it's bad. I mean, man, people, frankly, it sucks. They lose their jobs. Um, so no matter what, you always have a spotlight on you and you need to be comfortable in the spotlight. Um, and you also need to know how to work really hard and really smart and you almost never stop. Like there are roles where people work eight to five, nine to five, they go home and it's it's done. When you're in sales, it's hard not to be always on because you're, you know that every call you make, every email you send, everything you respond to, every bit of research you do, everything can in theory increase the amount of money you make. And most people work for, to get for money. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to sometimes turn off. Um, so yeah, man, those would probably be, you know, the pros and cons from my perspective.
0: What about, you know, the, the, the perception that you have to be an extroverted to be in sales? Yeah. it, it, it doesn't
1: necessarily hurt you, but it's not a requirement. I mean, there are some Some absolutely some needed functions within sales are, are are technical roles um and engineering roles where you need to be super thoughtful and when you get into you know bigger and bigger opportunities, the more you can actually slow down, be thoughtful, do almost investigative type research on both during conversations and then lots of people within the company you're trying to sell to and then externally you know on on that organization and Um, and your competitors and all these things like being slow, being mindful, being centered, um, not bouncing around, always talking to people, but like actually taking a step back and, 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 um, and really listening and learning from other folks. But also um, there are instances where uh, introversion, which is kind of the, the, the need to, or, or the quiet space within your head those things can be really beneficial um, to just slow down and process and think. So, I mean, to me, there's, there's uh, definitely
0: pros to being an extrovert in sales, but it's not required. And you know, we, we know this, but sometimes students that have never really gone into this uh, sales industry, we think about sales being divided into two main things, hunters and farmers. Um, can you like talk a little bit about that more? Cause you did mention that in the book. And I think it's super important distinction to know because what makes a good hunter is not necessarily what makes a good farmer. Right? So there's the D and you call it in the book, the DNA of a sales all-star,
1: right? Yeah. So hunters, uh, they're the ones going out and actually looking for for the new um, for the for the new kill for the new client. Uh, they're all about new business generation. Um, once you've kind of secured that new business, you'll often turn it over to a farmer. Now there are blended roles where you'll do both, but the farmer, the nature of the farmer is long term relationships. Keep that client for three, five, ten plus years. Um, so where the needs of a hunter are go, 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 always be prospecting, moving fast with lots of urgency, um, you know getting the deal done however you can. That's a lot of that, and then moving on, not getting too attached, moving on. That's the role of a hunter. Um, farmers, deep, long-term relationships, lots of understanding, trying to, to grow and, and share advice with the client over time. So that's really the, the the two distinctions, and but there are roles where they're they're blended together, and you kind of have to balance both skill
0: sets. And what what is the DNA of a sales all star in a hunter's wor- world and in a farmer's role? Um, hunter biggest
1: one high degree of urgency. Um, I would say in in the farmer, much more patience. You have to build relationships in in both, but. In a in a hunter capacity, the relationship isn't as deep because you are moving so fast, um, and you do know that eventually you're going to turn that deal over to somebody else. So you you only can get so you know close with with somebody because um, you kind of know there's an end. Um, with in a farmer role, you can get much deeper into the relationship because in theory there shouldn't be an end, or you don't want there to be an end.
0: Right. No, that's awesome. Hey, Daniel here! We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of one of the students who recently went through my academy.
2: Hey everybody, I'm Ashley, and I'm currently a guest experience management intern at Walt Disney World. And quite honestly, uh, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for joining the Mastering College to Career Academy. Before the academy, I had a pretty good plan on where to go but I didn't know how to get there. So thanks to joining the Academy and going through all the content and just engaging with Daniel and, you know, and himself on LinkedIn and everything, I was able to build up the courage basically, build up my resume, and just apply for this amazing program that I'm a part of right now. Um, it, what's amazing is that I get to park every single day right next to um, the Tron Construction. So I get to see all of that in action, um being uh, a management intern and it's so great i absolutely love it and i recommend that you join as well so you can be a part of something great that's gonna help with your career and it's less than even a class like a college credit so definitely you get your money's worth uh so please do it and just go out there and get your dream internship and or job so okay so yeah
0: If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. So now let's talk about this. You sold us, you you sold us. We're going into sales career. How do we start searching? What's your advice on getting into a good sales job and are all sales jobs equal? No, man, all sales jobs aren't equal. And you know, I I made
1: probably I'm, look, I was young. I mean, I definitely made some mistakes and some errors. One of the early ones was joining an organization without really good sales training. Um, one of the, my first jobs out of college, they taught a ton of product knowledge, but they weren't really known for sales training. Um, and that would be my number one advice to your audience. Um, there's a great publication called Selling Power Magazine. Um, LinkedIn does a, a publication every year on the best companies to sell for Do your research. Pick a company that is really well known for sales training because you want to build a strong foundation for yourself. Because in that first role, I burnt out in four months. And the reason I burnt out in four months is I was all over the place. I didn't know things like time and territory management. Um, I didn't know things like... um, best times to make calls to set appointments and then how to like make sure your appointments were closely clustered together. Um, and, and how to set up, you know, the right types of proof of concept or how to do good discovery to uncover pain like, and how to run an actual process. Like I didn't know any of that stuff and that's the stuff that is taught in professional selling. So you really want to build that foundation because without it, you're, you're kind of just, you know, stumbling through your, your day to day and eventually you're, you're not going to be as successful or you'll fail. And the company and the the companies that teach really good process uh, methodologies uh, you know, show you the right way of doing things, then coach and mentor you through your early
0: days. You'll just go so much further and you'll be so much happier. And how do you suggest um, approaching the the job search when you're looking to go into a sales job? Very intentionally.
1: Um, You're going to like, I, and, and Daniel, you and I were talking about this and we share a lot of the same methodology here or thought process is that you, you almost have to treat it like a sales process. And I know most of the people in your first sales jobs haven't run one. So I'll just lay it out for you real fast. Um, make a list, make a list of all the companies you could possibly want to work for. Then on that list, make a, another list of contacts at those companies and another list of contacts and another list of contacts. And you're thinking about people like recruiters, the hiring manager, sales manager you'd work for their boss, maybe their boss's boss. And then you're doing research on the company. So you can build a talk track around why they should talk to you and why they should want to work with you. Um, And early in your career, it's not going to be your long list of credentials. It's going to be hey, what'd you do in high school? What'd you do in college? You know, what extracurricular activities? What projects did you lead? Um, who are you? What DNA traits do you have as a, as a person? Um, you know, those types of things. It's the intangible soft skills that you're going to want to highlight around being a hard worker and, you know, being coachable and, and learning new things quickly and stuff like that. And then it's just a lot of work. It's reaching out to every single one of those hundreds of people until you start getting conversations going and then, and then selling yourself on why they should hire you
0: in your career in sales, have you had to conduct sales interviews and be in the position to hire students right out of college for sales roles?
1: Yeah, I've, I've kind of done every level of sales and sales leadership. So I've hired entry level students. Um, I've hired mid year professionals and man. And um, in, in my last role, uh, I was hiring people with 20,
0: 30 years of sales experience to do very senior level sales. And when you're looking to hire someone right out of college, like what are you looking for in particular? Is there something that you look for or it just depends on the role? Or- I'm always looking for some
1: key characteristics. Passion is one. Like if I said, you know, to to anybody, hey, what do you love? What are you super passionate about? I want to see energy. I want to see like excitement. Like they should get fired up and ready to go when they're talking about their passions in life. Um, I'm looking for stories around how they've influenced or got people to do things that they weren't prepared to do. So that can be shooting a fraternity that can be informal leadership or formal leadership, um, sports teams, leadership, you know, things like that. It's where they've, they've taken a stand and got other people to follow them. Um, I'm looking for coachability, like passion, coachability, um, and and urgency, uh, are like some of the absolute biggest ones because you got to be able to to take advice, learn quickly, move fast. Um, so those are, those are some really core traits that I, I think all successful salespeople have.
0: When it comes to like when you're looking to hire candidates, um, how much are you looking to see the people who applied online versus the people you got referred into by somebody who already works for you? Referrals all day. Just so you guys know, like
1: me as a hiring manager or, or the recruiters you're applying with probably get hundreds of resumes, maybe for every job they have open. So if it, the people that find me directly and send me a note directly are, are always more likely to get at kind of the top of the list, because that, that to me is also sales skills. Do you go in the front door or do you find a way in? Um, we're looking for people who find their way in, who figure it out, they make it happen.
0: And let's talk a little bit. I know this is something that is not talked a lot about, but me and you, you talked about it in the book and I agree with you so much. You're going to go through a series of interviews, right? And obviously depending on the company and the role and and high up, you might go anywhere from two to five interviews. But let's say that you have three interviews. Generally it's going to be with the recruiter or HR, the hiring manager and a senior leader. Can you talk yep. to me about like, the, why do you have multiple interviews? Why do companies have multiple interviews? And why do you have to interview three different people like that? Yep. So part of it is deferring risk. So
1: you always want your boss's boss to sign off on it. Cause then you can be like, well, you, you pick them too. <laughs> um, so that's on it. Like being very honest, that's part of it. Um, but we're looking for consistency in story. Um, we're looking for consistency in personality. Um, we're looking and asking the same questions from you to see if we get the same answers and then we're all looking for range and maybe asking different ones as well. Um, but, but the, the whole thought behind it is we really want to get a, a full snapshot of who you are and we want to see, um, if you're going to continue to tell us the truth and if you're continuing to be, you know, the same person, you know, time and again, um, that displays the same, you know, characteristics that we're looking for. So it's always good to get multiple perspectives because look at the end of the day, you are an incredibly important asset to the organization if if you're not successful, we're going to pay you tons of money and waste tons of time. If you are successful, I mean, shoot, you're going to help the organization, you know, hit, hit their goals. Um, and we're going to pay you lots of money to do it. So we're going to want multiple perspectives
0: on, on you to see if, you know, we feel like you're, you're, you can handle that. Let's talk about salary negotiation. Cause I mean, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about sales if you can't even negotiate your own salary. So well, What are some advice that you have for salary negotiation that could apply to any student, regardless of what they're interviewing for? Uh, the first thing, don't,
1: don't accept the first offer. Um, so don't accept the first offer. Um, always be super excited and, and like say how much you, you want to work there and um, you know, how uh, pumped you are about the future and all that. Um, don't make demands, but do research. You can go to salary.com. Um, you can, you know, talk to friends, you can look on Glassdoor, do your research and you'll see, you know, what the right level of pay is, or maybe you get things like ramp up bonuses, car allowances, your cell phone paid for, um, you know, different things like that. So, and, and also get multiple offers because then you can do things like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm really excited about you. You guys are my number one choice, but this company over here is paying me a few thousand dollars more. I've offered me this. Is there any chance you like, look, I'm not trying to be demanding. I'm super excited to work for you guys, but is there any chance that you can match this more often than not? They, they will say yes. Um, So those are some just really basic recommendations for negotiating early on.
0: David, what is like somebody that reads your book? And they only take away one thing. They can only remember one concept from your book. Mm. What would you wish that concept be?
1: Sales is, is really about making positive change. Um, go into this profession because you look at the world and you envision it a better place. And then pick a solution that you're selling that aligns with what your definition of a better place is. Um, for me, for a long time, I've sold recruiting because I believed I could make the world better by helping people find jobs. It's one of the reasons I wrote the book, helping people find jobs um, and lead successful lives. Um, I recently joined Outreach because to me, Outreach's mission is to improve the quality of life of salespeople. Um, and that's also my mission is to help salespeople um, lead better lives and hit their goals. So. Pick an organization that you know, aligns with your vision of what a better world looks like. And like that to me, that should be what you're doing. That should be what you're selling. You're not selling a product. You're not selling a solution. You're selling an opportunity for someone to improve their lives, for a business to, to improve the lives of their people or, or their customers or something. Um, and if you can look at sales as driving positive change, to me, that's the best way to look at it.
0: I love it. I was going to ask you why you wrote the book. You answered it in that question. So now I'm just going to throw you a curveball and say, um, why should a student buy this book? Why don't you sell us on why should a student invest on this book? You've got kind of two options. You can not invest
1: in the book um, and potentially go through all the failures I did. Um, Or if you're even considering what I think is arguably the best profession out there, um, read the book and accelerate your career by like five or 10 years Um, because I, me and my co-author Andy, we detail all the mistakes we made, um, all the lessons we learned and, and how to essentially accelerate your career by, by years. So, Hey, if you care about those things and believe in, you know, that you can do that much more with your career, invest in yourself. By the way, we sell it at our cost. So it's like the lowest possible cost for the highest possible return. So, um,
0: I, I, man, I'd definitely check it out. Well, did you just use a sales technique on us? And if so, what was it? Um,
1: painting a better future, uh, fear of missing out, um, opportunity, risk, um, cost, and reward. Um, I think there's probably a few others in
0: there, but yeah, there, there was definitely a couple. Oh man, that's awesome. All right. So where can we find this book, man? You sold me, I bought it, right? I read it. I I was so excited to talk to you about it in the podcast. Well, where can students find this book? What would be the easiest way? And what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah. Uh, Amazon.
1: Amazon, your definitive sales career guide. No joke. We sell it for $4 and 68 cents. It's our cost. I'm not making any money on it. I'm, I'm just trying to help you guys. I,
0: uh, I, that is fact because I don't sell, I sit, my book costs the same to make, but I sell it for $17. So I do make money when you buy my book. Um, I'm not as and nice you own your David. own
1: business though. So you should, and you give <laughs> a ton
0: of value to the world. So $17.99 is, is a steal. I was just saying it, it really is a steal. Yeah. Um, but I was just trying to say, guys, this is a bargain. Like, there's, I, I mean, you're not seeing the book, but like, because I, this is a podcast. But, anyways, you should connect with David. David, what is the best way to connect with you? Is it LinkedIn? Yeah, man, LinkedIn. Um, David Weiss Sales. Um,
1: check me out. Uh, I'm at Outreach. I've been at ADP. Um, I, I post every single day, so I'm fairly visible. But, um, yeah, uh, drop me a note if you want to talk. If I can help you with anything, I literally within 24 hours respond to every single note I get, which is is considerable. Um, and I, and I talked to everybody, uh, because my, my mission is, like I said, to how to improve the lives of salespeople everywhere. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. So if
0: I can help, let me know. Uh, one, one thing is I'm not, this is so right now, I know that you are now joining, uh, the, the sales rebellion, yep. right? What does it cost to work with someone like you in the sales rebellion or any time that you do sales coaching? So, man, I mean, it can cost from a, a couple
1: hundred bucks a session, you know, up to thousands um, for uh, a consistent relationship. Um, so there are people who pay, you know, lots of money to uh, to up their game in sales because this is not a, uh, if you really want to be top, like top 1%, top, even top 5%, um, you can't just stumble through it. You got to be intentional with it. You got to you know, read, learn, seek out coaches, mentors, and and all the reading won't prepare you because there's going to be curveballs and unique situations that people have gone through. Um, You know, shoot. I mean, folks, I've been doing this for close to 15 years um, and probably met with, you know, 20 people or more a week across 15 years. I mean, I don't even want to do that math, but it's probably something like a few thousand people that I've spoken to um, and, and ran sales processes with. Like, I couldn't write the book of all of that. Like, it's just, it's just knowledge that myself and others like me learn over courses of long periods of time. Um, so having a coach is, is super helpful.
0: And, and I say that because I, I I feel the same way. Look, when, when, when I talk to authors, you know, when I think about even my personal journey, I think the book will get you 80% there. It's this 80, 20 rule, 80% of what you're facing, what any sales professionals facing, you can learn from the book, right? But there's 20% that is different, right? You have different background, different experience, different aspirations, and there's no possible way that you can learn 100% of it from a book. So I always encourage people to start with books, right? Because books allow you to gain 80% of the content at a very, very cheap price. Yeah. But if you want to be in the top 10% of people in your industry, or even in the top 1%, then you're not going to get that in books and you're going to have to hire coaches I've, i you know I, i'm a big believer in coaches but with all that say i want to reference to page 144 of your book guys i'm just giving you guys help you guys out reference 141 and you're oh he's taking it out page 144 of your book the last paragraph it says please do not hesitate to contact connect with us on linkedin at and then they put the location of it yep. and then visit that we're always happy to connect with aspiring sales professionals to give one-on-one coaching and support to their development. Meaning I just guys gave you guys how to contact him so that you can get at least one free session uh, that can charge hundreds of dollars. So I did want to set you up on that because my students will probably reach out to you for help, man.
1: Dude, I love it. I want to talk to them. Like I, 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 my mission is to help people. Like again, I, I charge way more from the book. I'd make it way more exclusive if I didn't. Um, I just want to help the sales community, man. You know, rising tide lifts all boats. So let's, let's go.
0: I love that. I love that. David, man, this is awesome. Thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you so much for writing this book. Um, and I can't wait to have you in one of my group coaching calls. I know we talked about this before, and talking to some of the students that I have that will just love to get, gain some knowledge from you, man. You're so knowledgeable. And I look forward to working together, man. In Daniel, the you're the
1: man. Thanks for having me on. And thank you
0: all for listening. I appreciate it. Everybody else, catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're gonna find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollege to career.com or just send me a message. And thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.